All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. We finally get a Mando Season 3 teaser. The Last of Us debuts. We vote on our 2022 Nordy Awards. And our three watch heads to No Country for Old Men. Here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Uh, doing great, man. Doing great. Happy to be here with you guys hey, in the same room. Happy to be here. We had a great uh, sports cast this week. We broke down the end of the Vikings season. We talked about the Premier League, big signings to other Minnesota teams like the Wild and the Twins. Lots to talk about, so go check that out. It should be up already. And uh, Otherwise, we have a big-time episode for you guys here and uh, before we dive into that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Hell yeah. Ryan, we should have made you do that. Yeah, sure. that would have been hard. Do you want to give it a shot? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't. No, you've made it this far without having it's to do it. It's one of those it. things where, like, I've heard it enough times. Yeah. I still don't think I could do it. No, because I, I, I zone out. Sometimes right. I'm yeah. like, so, like that time I was like in the middle of saying it and then I was like, is this the end of it? And then I was like, no, I think I have more to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> kids music. Other things. It's like kids music, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you hear it and like you recognize the, like the rhythms and the inflections, but I'm not really like taking it in. No. I'm not absorbing not it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so big episode for us. What are we drinking here before we get started? All right. So we're back at uh, Lupulin. We love Lupulin around here. And this is a wild ass can, tons of colors, uh, holographic, swanky sloth. And I don't know what the trend is, man, but everybody's making giant IPAs. This is no slouch. It's a triple IPA with 11%. So I don't know if I can finish. Yeesh, the... We're going pretty hard. It's a 16 ounce like... can. We all have our own 16 ounce can here. I don't know if I can finish the episode if I do. I think you should try because we're at your house. So you for sure should. Um, yeah, what do you I have doing? a backup lighter beer. And the problem is and I have a lighter a beer and I'll probably end up just drinking both now. <laughs> so that's worse. That's your movie play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So we have some big news. If you listen to our sportscast, you know this. But we're going from a three-man operation to a two-man operation. This is going to be Ryan's, at least for now, final episode of the Nordies podcast. As a host, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a permanent fixture. It's yeah. A Bittersweet. We started it together seven years ago. Um, you've produced every episode. It's been a wonderful ride. We're attempting to produce. If you hear, if you're hearing this pod right now, it means that we will survive because Eric is producing. So <laughs> you survive one week anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If you're hearing it, that's a fucking miracle. Yeah. So uh, it's been 700 plus episodes. Uh, we had our 700th episode last week, and so 700 episodes together feels like a great accomplishment. And uh, it's, it won't be the same, but it's been. I mean, think about the math on that, though. If 52 weeks a year, we were Mm -hmm. doing about two a week, give or take some holidays here and there, 700 seems about right after seven years. Well, Game of Thrones, we were doing three, three a week. Thrones cast, so shit. Yep, it's been wild, man. Early on, we were only doing one, and we were trying to combine sports and... Uh, you know, screen information and stuff like that into one. The the podcast world uh will miss you, Ryan. You've become an amazing podcaster as well as a producer. With you didn't go to fucking audio school, you just figured it out, and we have great audio. Well, so all the props to you, my friend. It took yeah. about two years, I think, to get to that point where we were uh, comfortable. <laughs> a lot of lost episodes in there um, early on, but Some, yeah, man, like editing and mixing audio is a nightmare. Yes, without training. Yep, yep. But we did it. Yeah. Not going to be the same. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, you've uh, become one of my best friends. We've had so much fun on here, so many memories. 
Um, you know, it's going to be a, a bummer not to have you around, but it's just some of the best years of, of my life that we've got to do all this together. Yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't you guys, you know, yeah. like I think, I think our, our chemistry helped significantly. Um, our passion for a lot of the topics that we, you know, discuss, obviously Eric's you know, mostly into the Vikings. Uh, you know, we got him on board with the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. No, but like think of the evolution yeah. of like where we started. Like Eric wasn't even engaged. I don't think when we started the yeah. podcast to Laura got engaged. We, we had some kids got or, to go to a wedding. You and yeah. I had a couple kids. Yeah. Um, crazy, crazy shit. Yep. But I got some fun memories. Oh, my God. If you guys yeah. want to take a quick. Yeah. I do. I'd love to. What I don't. You got, man? I don't know what you had in terms of the plan for the episode, Eric. So I did apologize if I was no. seg- if I if you had a better segue no, and I ruined it. it. Love it. <laughs> Take us down memory lane. My so friend. I think one of one of my favorite things initially early on was Jess and Jimbo were like a dual uh, social media team. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Jess was like Jess was going to do it for us. And was like us editing out. our pictures and like we were sending her the, and then and then it just turned into Jimbo like your crippling inability to make a decision on like what picture to go with for the <laughs> yes. pod that week. And you couldn't do it. So you're just texting us like, well, I like this one, but this one's a little greener in the background. Yeah, and it was like, just, who fucking cares? Yeah. And that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, this is, I think one of the crazier conspiracy theories that could have happened. Mm. So we started off as hair of the dog, right? Mm-hmm. The, the hot got, D original the, hot D the hot D and we got, Super drunk on whiskey at like ten in the morning on a Saturday. It's just brutal. I mean it, appropriate for the name though. Like we the name was right. We for did what it. our what our for original format was. We held true, but then we couldn't like speak in it like an hour into things. Right. Apparently. And then the days were just wrecked. I mean, I went home drunk at four o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. I had to hang out here to sober up to drive home. <laughs> yeah, like right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just hanging around Eric's house, like after the pot's over. Laura's probably like, Who the f- get him out we of here? We can't do this. I wonder if we would have left it as hair of the dog and we just stayed hot D the whole time, would we have encountered like a four seasons landscaping mm. situation oh, when wow. House of the Dragon came out and like like <laughs> <laughs> the wrong hot D people we get all this traffic. Dude, all of a sudden I'm like, dude, we're getting a thousand downloads a day. Like <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um yep. and then like People are like, you know, some uh, like Collider does some article of like, this podcast has been around for six years. Yeah, right. The and people tea. are only finding them because the hot tea. I thought that would that would have been kind of funny. I miss talking beer branding. I know it was super boring, but remember when we used yeah. to analyze like the colors and the scheme and how it looked in the case? Oh, my God. We spent I, and then we finally got like some feedback that's like spend less time on beer. And we're like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, even though we burned. say what we're drinking and move the fuck on. Um. That was funny. Um, Jimbo, this is a funny one. You giving Eric and I simultaneously the middle finger during one recording. Yeah. Where we were both texting simultaneously and you were you were pouring your heart out about Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. And I was and like, we wow. Listening. And you gave us... And I was like, trying to be like, you know, get some engagement. And you were very even, effusive. I, it was, I was projecting because I knew I was being boring. <laughs> like, So yeah, I gave you guys a double flip. Oh, the and best then, part is that Cowboy Bebop sucked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it got canceled. Yeah, it ended up being exactly what, you know, you had the same yeah. reaction on you talking about it as people did watching it. Exactly, yeah. yep. Um, another one was... Um, when how we recorded like our first 10 episodes thinking we were using this microphone that was sitting in the middle of the table yeah. and we figured out after like i don't know 
two months yeah. that we weren't that microphone wasn't even on. It wasn't <laughs> on, and we was just like the laptop in the, the corner. Native, it was native getting, laptop getting microphone. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, man, we it sounds so far away. Yeah. The microphone's right here. It's like, well, Jimbo's really quiet this time. Yeah. It's like, well, the laptop was at a different place. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and then like we would lose entire episodes uh, on to the red. just shit stuff that we didn't know like would break things, and then. We bought this mixer. Oh, it changed everything. It's like everything. the best $50 we've ever the, spent. The Behringer. Yep. Uh, that thing is I still recommend strong. that. If people hit me up like, hey, I want to start a pod, what should I get? I give them the Amazon list, and this is always number one, right? Yeah. And then I think this is probably my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, is like us being, first, I, would, I would say like first on the scene to a lot of content that wasn't necessarily as big as it became. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like we were in on Spider-Verse very early yeah before it gained a lot of steam we were in on stranger things jimbo that was you yeah um arcane and then most recently like white lotus like that was a show that was like nothing and i was like it's actually kind of good yeah and then everyone watched it now it's like it now it's like one of the most popular shows and jennifer coolidge won a a gold globe (laughs) i love it yes absolutely and we've been wrong about some stuff cowboy bebop yeah we get hyped on some stuff that doesn't work out and we were pumped about dark and we were pumped about mr robot but we were also pumped about um Kenobi and uh, w- yeah. Westworld season two. Uh, yeah. We were also yeah. pumped about um, the night of. We loved <sighs> episode one of the night of. Great pilot to this. Great day. pilot. Yeah, that, that's a show that went got worse with every episode. Oh my god, the what was it? The alopecia or what? What it's was a, the, the eczema? The eczema, eczema with John Turturro. Feet and holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun to keep up and we get to talk about the things that we're interested in. And, you know, the anybody listening right now, thank you for, for seven years. Some people have listened to fucking an hour a week of us for seven years and it's fun. And we probably, you know, we talk to those people. They message us. We know them. Yeah. Uh, made a lot of friends this way. So it's it's been fantastic. And then I wanted to think about, like, I think my favorite movie and my favorite TV show while doing the podcast. And there's been a lot of big ones. I think, what was it, two episodes ago, I went through like the list of like the movies in 2017 and it was just a monstrous, like yeah. just immense. I think my favorite movie that I saw was Avengers Infinity War in mm. the theater. And I think yeah. that movie, like I left that with like my hair, uh, my beard hair blown back, you yeah. know? And just like, I was like, I can't believe that that's a movie, that that, that happened. Yeah. And that's how it ended and the whole thing. It was insane. And I think my favorite, outside of Game of Thrones... I think right. my favorite, because uh, obviously Game of Thrones takes the cake for, for a lot of stuff. My favorite season of television um, was Stranger Things season one. Yeah. And I think that was just such an unbelievable like microcosm of what the podcast eventually became, which like we were arguing over whether Barb, you know, was coming back or whether mm-hmm. she was dead or whether she deserved to die. And yeah. all of these like conspiracy theories and like Reddit stuff was like taking hold at that time. And they were, you know, doing all this like cryptic, you know, sleuthing. And, and I think Stranger Things season one, like really showed what kind of legs this pod had when we you know jimbo you were on the front foot with that one saying listen i this might be really good feeling this is gonna be good yeah um you need to pay attention to this and we did and for better or worse here we are seven years later um i would say some of my favorite things would be um tinfoil hat barter just as a character he's great and i would also say um my favorite you would say that by the way (laughs) (laughs) my favorite guest was definitely when we had Andy Greenwald on the show, um, oh just God. because Ryan was a hundred out of a hundred nervous. Yeah, <laughs> he was so nervous he wasn't even talking to us. Yeah, and right. then I don't know, you were like apologizing to Andy Greenwald before we even started for nothing going wrong. Even yeah, well, wait, wait until you're well, doing we the wait, audio because it was like four minutes later, right? And we like had this plan. 
plan of him to call a certain number and it was going to connect to the thing. And then in the end, we had to just make the executive decision to stick a fucking iPhone on speakerphone in the middle of us. Yep. And it worked great. Um, but yeah, we were nervous about that. And the Craig <laughs> Kilborn call. Craig yeah. Kilby. Very nervous about Kilborn. It worked out awesome. Great interview. I was nervous about Craig Kilborn calling all week. Oh my God. Yeah. All well, week. You know, you guys have done an awesome job with our interviews prepping having interesting things to fucking talk about i i make dumb comments and keep it moving but you guys have been clutch how about when we went to um fair state for our first what a uh, nightmare wow (laughs) our first live or not live but just you know at location pod yeah we had the podcast at um uh fair state's tap room no what's the one place we went to the big one and we had all the people there Bauhaus, and that was stressful they wouldn't shut the music off because who knows why and it was just pandemonium yep yep and we had Mark Parrish on for that one, yeah. which was fun. But yeah, that was stressful too. Yeah, I remember the first one we did at Fair State. There was just people have dogs in there, and there was a dog barking so fucking loud, <laughs> losing right next to us mind. the entire time. Yeah. And we're like, "Can you just move over, just like even?" Seven and they feet told away? us pick a Monday, yeah, because right. it's slow. And then like it was the busiest. There was a, yeah, there was a, a literal slow. charter bus of people yeah. that came and poured <laughs> right in. And we're like, started. there's like a thousand people in there. It was insane, and it's a small tap room. <laughs> oh my god. Good yeah, times. We've been through a lot. Yeah. But we got to try Mirror Universe right off the, the candy line. The fucking Fair I mean, State Teat. Freshest beer I've ever r- had, yeah. And that was a game changer. That beer is still one of our favorites. We've gotten a lot of really cool perks. Invites to stuff. Met a lot of great people. Free beer. Um, that alone has been worth it. Well, yep. And the camaraderie. That's the best Yeah, part. I mean, it's mostly like, look, we love our, our listeners. And I guess if nobody listened, we probably wouldn't do it. But if we had like two listeners, I think we would still continue... Because we just enjoy the, the reason to get together. It's perfect. Yeah. If all the other 280,000 people stopped listening and we were just down to the final two. We, we would, would still go. Do. We would yeah. go for them hard. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Ryan. Uh, let's enjoy this podcast together. Let's do it. It's going to be yep. a lot of fun. We got a lot of things to talk about. And uh, you're just going to have to come back and, uh, you know, be like a... A reoccurring guest at yeah, this time. Would you fun. do that? Yeah. A hype, hype-ass guest. I mean, if I can bring my tinfoil hat, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it would be required. I think I think it kind of comes with, this, yeah. with the character. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go to Do We Care. First up, Mando Season 3 teaser dropped during Monday Night Football. Um, this is one of the big shows on television, one of our favorite shows. How did this teaser look and how excited are you for March 1st? I think it looked great. I think it looked really cool. I mean, you got Mando back with Grogu. I think that's what everybody wanted. Season two was missing a lot of that. They were separated. Um, it looks like they're they're going big. They're going to Mandalore, which I think is super exciting. I think Eric has maybe a little bit more background, having watched all the Clone Wars stuff, of what it all means. But I, I, to me, it just looks fantastic. Looks hype. I mean, I'm trying not to look at it through the lens of Andor, and it's right? kind of difficult, but... I have, I feel like that they're, you could definitely feel that maybe they're taking some pages out of that playbook mm. and bringing it over into um, making the action set pieces cooler and a little more realistic and less car chasey in the middle of the street a mm-hmm. la Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I'm hoping that they don't have those anymore. And, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be cool. I think a lot of the dark, uh, you know, kind of tones that they had, maybe foreshadowing a little bit of things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, it always seems like, oh, it's Grogu and Mando. They're happy. I think maybe there's going to be some issues that arise. I think they're 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 making it seem like some bad stuff's going to happen. But this is just a teaser. Yep. Just to get you get your you know wet the whistle a little bit. Do we get Grogu's first words? Mm-hmm. And what would it be? 
What's his going to be his first word? No. I don't think we will yet, but I do think that we're going to get like a much more like understanding, capable Grogu. I just like, like where I want him to get is to where he isn't, doesn't have to like be watched at all times. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that's think, always like a I plot think the, crutch. The problem yeah. that's hard with the show is like the big moments with Grogu and Mando are amazing. But like there's a lot of things that need to happen where he needs to like have some like adult conversations with people. And it's always like, oh, he's got to watch because someone's trying to take him. You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I just need I, a lot of kidna- kidnapping plots. I that, need it to yeah, be like right. Grogu is so powerful that no like non force wielder would dare fuck with him. And so he could just like be at home alone. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's in his frogs little, hanging out. His little floating uh, bassinet, you know. I just need him to like be able to be alone or like go off with someone that's not like the the, the junk So you're saying like lady. you want Mando to be like, hey, go meet up with Carl Weathers, come back with the thing, yeah, and he can go do that, yes, and not get kidnapped again for the billionth time. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. yeah. And I see I what need, you're saying. I need him to just not like every time he's not in the picture, I'm not worried he's kidnapped, right. <laughs> Or like right. even like this even, is a cool scene, but I bet Grogu just got kidnapped off yeah. screen. Or he's like he's in the back of the ship playing with stuff, and he's yeah. like, "No, dude, you can't. That's the flux capacitor. <laughs> Quit touching that." I told you a hundred times. I think we're all really excited about this. When we is it really coming care. out? April or March? March first. Oh, that's quick. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Dave season three. It's coming out early April. Hype. I love Dave. Mm-hmm. I love Lil Dicky. More as an actor than a rapper, but I also think his freestyles are amazing. Right. Um, my my thing is, is that I'm just hoping that this season um, we've moved beyond some of the things that were season two. And it's yeah. not that I didn't like season two. What do you mean, Chuck? <laughs> but Chuck? Season oh. two to me. <laughs> season two to me was so much about him um, struggling to cope with the small amount of fame that he had at yeah. the time. So it damaged all the relationships that he had. And so what was happening is, is it was all about him breaking up with his girlfriend, which was heavy and good. And then him and Gaeta, like him thinking he was too big for Gaeta and like not listening to him or caring about him. Yep. And some of that was miraculous, amazing, perfect And television. it did lead up to awesome moments at it the did. end of season two. Like it <sighs> worked, but there was whole episodes where it's like, dude, you could skip Episode three. It's like, that's not right. You shouldn't be able episode, to skip an episode. Well, definitely one. You could skip episode <laughs> one for skip sure. Skip episode. Didn't work. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think that they've figured some stuff out. I bet it's going to be really good. So I'm, I'm just hoping that like it's not all about his damaged relationships because I think that's kind of what the theme of of season two was it was like he's becoming famous he's not nearly as famous as he thinks he is and it's destroying all of his relationships he's treating people like shit Mm -hmm. and like that was just kind of a bummer to me overall like that just kind of bummed me out yeah and he couldn't um figure out album number two or or whatever whatever music he's at a creative block that was a big part of it which is never that fun to watch as a viewer (laughs) it was not fun nor is it fun to watch kareem abdul break his leg like break his leg (laughs) on camera yeah yeah, no. So, I mean, there was some stuff that just didn't work for me. But, I mean, overall, I think that it's a really great show. Like, it's a really top-level show. And I have nothing but excitement for this next season. And I love Lil Dicky. I love Gaeta. Gaeta is just, a star, yeah. He's such a star. He Like, the end of the season where you thought that they were in different places at the VMAs. Yep. But then he came out at the VMAs. I don't know if I've been happier in a TV show all <laughs> They year. let Gaeta just start it out, right? So, oh, oh, God, that was a great scene. You, you thought he was at a totally different place. Like, you thought that they weren't together, and then, like, they, you know, and then they were the whole time. Like, oh, it just, like, it was such a touching moment on television. I can't wait. It's it's a, one of the most underrated shows we cover, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah. we're always, like, 
flabbergasted that it's not like getting all this recognition. It's not nominated for best, you know, Golden Globes or anything. So maybe it will be at some point. I hope so. People catch up. It deserves it. All right. Well, good show. I can't wait for Dave season three. All right. How about this? We don't talk a lot about about video games often on our show. Fair. Um, But we are going to talk a little bit about a game that I'm really excited about. And I think a lot of people are. It's the new Harry Potter game. the what's it called uh hogwarts legacy uh maybe like 100 years or something before harry potter was born or it's old school anyways so the big thing is it's supposed to be like the size of and complexity of the map of red dead i haven't played red dead you have and i think that when you say that you're very impressed because it's huge well, red think, dead think zelda yeah breath, breath of the, of the wild, wild right which i know like, red dead is bigger than breath of it's the not Wilds. yeah it's like an open like what do they call it open map yeah uh, i don't like know that, like yeah. i'm gonna make this up because i've never attempted this but i bet you if you tried to go without stopping for any story things i bet you if you went from one end to the other on red dead on a horse it would take you a half an hour of real lifetime yeah, that's fine. I think it would take about 20 minutes to walk from one side to the other on uh, in, you know, Breath of the Wild. What about yeah. with the horse? Uh, you could, yeah, you could knock it out quicker. 15. You know, know what I mean? So it's like, it just is like, it's huge. And so I think that's going to be fun. But we did find out that Simon Pegg is going to be the headmaster in this game. So it's not just that they are making a big Harry Potter game. They're also bringing in some names to voice act. Serious it. voice talent, motion cap too, which is cool. So yeah, I mean, this game is going to be big. You you pick a house. It's going to be fun. When is it coming out? Like in a couple months? Like or? mid-February. Oh, okay. So a few weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is one that I'll probably just get right away. I haven't pre-ordered, but... Uh, Never pre-order. Right. Yeah, don't do the pre-order shit, but I'm excited. Is there a reason why? I don't know this. Why? Well, because then the devs release incomplete games because they don't care. Because they've mm, made it a bunch already, of money. They already and, have the money. And then, so, yeah. They'll just, uh, we'll, we'll patch it in a couple months. So it's never like a, it's never shipped complete. What is a dev? A developer. Like a, like yeah, a software, software engineer? Ooh, yeah. I've never heard of this stuff. All right, guys. Uh, what about this? <laughs> we live in different worlds yeah. in that regard. Noah Howley is um, finally going to be making this alien show that we've been hearing about forever on fx um i love this i like no howley i think for the most part he does good stuff yeah so he did all the fargo seasons right of tv which some are fantastic some are the best and some are fine speaking of mrs Mm. legion well i know so we did legion i mean how excited were we for legion we're like we got this 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 first season was great we thought it was going to get better got a lot worse um so yeah no holly he's he's Finally doing this big, you know, canon alien show. I think that's the big piece too, canon. Like yeah. if it's in the same universe as Alien, but obviously as like the newer alien stuff like Prometheus and Resurrection and stuff. Yep. I like all of that. Yeah, it's it's after Ripley, um, I think. Or maybe it's, I think it's actually like earlier. It's a prequel. So I don't Cause, know. Cause I'm Prometheus excited. Prometheus is a prequel to, yes. to, to Alien. Yes. And so it's like the beginning of the Xenomorphs. It's the only thing that they did wrong is they... They went a little too fast bender heavy. Yeah, maybe. They like thought that that David character was like needed its own big second guy and, too. I know, but that was kind of the end of him. So I'm excited and I just I think it's gonna be a very big deal. Um but we dude, this is something we've been talking about for three years at least. Yeah. Probably. So they're finally gonna start making it. So this is still probably twenty twenty five. Uh, maybe twenty, probably twenty twenty four. But damn, hot take. <clears throat> I'm not excited. I don't really trust Noah Holly anymore. anymore. I mean, he hasn't really shown anything that deserves us to like blindly accept that this is going to be a good yeah. TV show. I still think they they picked the right guy. I think we'll it see. needs to be R rated, and I 
Well, I, it will be. I it's know, FX. I mean, I think I know pretty... FX can push the boundaries. Yeah. I feel like there's still some network television leashes that that get put on. Yeah. Um, I don't. This is one of those. Uh, I would wait for like the excitement level is high because it's a property that I like. Right. But the creator, or uh, sorry, like the showrunner, hasn't really put out anything that's been phenomenal in a long time. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? No, that's fair. Yeah, that, that is, is fair. fair. I, I think just the reason I like this is because the property is something I believe in. And the best part about it is, is like, I know some people would disagree with me here, but I honestly think that the best part about Alien is that it's kind of like Jaws, but better because there's more mystery and backstory and to blood. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, I don't need to see the aliens. They could be in one episode or two episodes of a 10 episode season. And that would be fine with me. So that's why Prometheus was so appealing to you because the, it was just like the thought of them. It was the history. Yeah. It was like the, mm-hmm. the, Oh, they're going to go in this temple. What the fuck happened here? And like, I think that they could go into like a lot of fun mystery without having to have some crazy budget where they could really lean on the good actors mm-hmm. and then the moments with the aliens would feel heavy and important. Yeah. And like it was critical TV. So Oh, I don't think it's going to be pulpy where I'm it's just like pumped, you know, like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer where you have to have a monster fight each episode. Oh boy. You have to have yeah. a, a, a like a, you know, relationship, <laughs> like a romantic relationship scene. It's it, it, we're so far from that now. Yeah. I think it'll be very good. I'm I'm pumped about this. I think this is going to be great and it's like it's like an IP that I think um a lot of people who are in the business probably grew up on, you know, like, right. I think a lot of people, who was it? Ripley, Ripley, what's his name? Oh, David. Her name? Oh, you mean Rid- Ridley, Ridley Scott? Scott? Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripley was, <laughs> Ripley was the, the main Ripley was character. The character so Ridley yeah. Scott. Yes. That's why I was confused. Ridley Scott. I think a lot of people grew up watching it and were like, oh my gosh, this is how movies should be made. Like, wow, mm-hmm. this is incredible. And it's like, it's just is a franchise that everyone's kind of wanted to have their turn at. And so I think that's what makes it fun for me. I can't wait. I do care. Ryan, we'll see. I care, but I'm uh, You're he- hesitant. Shit. hesitant. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Um, hot Rex and not Rex time, guys. Okay. Let's do uh, it. Jim, you watched The Volcano, a doc that I randomly watched. I, yes. I wrecked it. What'd you think? I saw... I actually had to fucking search it, by the way. So it's on okay. Netflix, but it yeah. ain't on the first page. Not on the first it page. It ain't on the second page. But it is... It is it's like Google search third page. But it is like... Um, Yeesh. It's, it's Leo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Ron so it Howard. Has, it has, you know, serious... It, it is quite the story. Uh, I didn't really know much about it. I'm sure it was like a few days of news. Yeah. Like in... 2000 and whatever 17 I didn't or whatever I don't really recall it happening but it is uh horrifying and harrowing and heroic for the the you know Triple H I thought it was really good it's definitely a wreck uh, you're going to have to search VOLC at least for it to come up on Netflix but when it does click a watch because they you know it must have just been a horrifying scene but mm-hmm. these people have sort of come out of it with Really interesting perspective, and some of them a lot of skin grafts. Um, but you know the people that did survive have this incredible perspective and story, and you know the people that that swooped in to help. All of it is is fantastic, and they it's not a gross out doc. Would you you agree, right? Oh no, I thought that was the best part about it. Yeah, it's like, you don't. I mean, I felt such I felt like such stress and tension in the story. Yeah, but I also didn't find myself 
like grossed out. They were telling you, oh, these people's skin was falling off. Like you grabbed their like, hand and yeah, it their just skin warped. fell off their hands and like they were dying on the boat and the salt water was hitting them and it was like torture. And like, I mean, it was super heavy and intense, but at the same time, like I never saw anything that I was grossed out by. Right. And so it felt like I was like sitting on the edge of my seat because I wanted to know how many of these people lived. How did they, how did they save these people? And it's just like, continues with hero story after hero story and it's like it's such a dark terrible event that like kind of ruined the tourism industry and probably the economy of a small town oh they're done for. they're done but somehow Not unless you're into skin melting yeah <laughs> right so yeah six people a year make the trip for but, that but somehow i i left the, the documentary um feeling positive and i don't know how they did that because yep. it was a negative event Oh, it was it was horrifying, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, feel I mean, like it, it is a wreck. It, it's it, Jim, I mean, you, just the power of a volcano. Jim, you walked in the basin of a dormant volcano in yeah in Hawaii. Do you want to do it like, anymore? No, no way. <laughs> I mean, like literally, these people's skin melted off because of steam, and there's steam vents fucking everywhere down there. Yeah, that was bad. That was really dumb. So I uh, won't do that again. Glad I did it. Uh, bucket list situation. <laughs> <laughs> to it but it is it's a good ryan time. i think it's right up your alley i feel like yeah you'd like it there, like some if, people have to climb out on rocks yeah yes. climbing a little bit so i got one thing on that but quickly i feel like if you and i had watched this first and we tried to sell eric i wouldn't have watched it i don't think he would watch it. <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't have watched it because that's the same way for a lot he'd of have been like is there any skin melting he'd be like well <laughs> they talk about it he'd be like nah, nah. That's not <laughs> yeah, right. i i like i'm hard to convince on violence and gore yeah anyway like it all takes some serious convincing for me well there's some trigger words for you yeah skin really melting yeah. but game that's, of thrones is the best bad. show you, you've ever seen so. game yeah. of thrones is like i'm always stressed watching it like not just because of the content <laughs> because of what i might see i'm like no don't oh yeah oh, he face. took a sword out Damn oh, it. Yeah, yeah he took a sword out <laughs> what was the uh <laughs> It's kind of like that with the red viper. I'm sure that was a great scene. Yeah, for you. Um, yeah, I was smush. Not. Speaking of which, I did try to find a climbing documentary. Okay, to oh, watch just for today for old time's sake. God, that would have been funny. There's, I, I gotta tell you guys, you've watched the, them all. The, the climbing documentary market is pretty dry. Trying up. You know what I tried to do, you guys? I think, I think, They're re-releasing Dino Holiday, and I tried to get some because that I was a really it. fun running joke. It for was us in uh, when we kept surprising each other with more dino holiday uh i think we bought most of that yeah we did did. (laughs) um but yeah i think after free solo the alex honnold you know oscar winning i I don't think i don't think unless you're gonna i mean what what's he gonna do next climb without using his hands yeah i mean that's the only thing that can be he climbed the tallest most technical mountain in the you know the what do you call it the lower 48 states and um without a rope in under four hours yeah i don't know how much I mean, what else is I there? I think we're at good. That point? We're I think good. we're all set. I wish you would have had one to watch. I know. I tried. I wish. <laughs> it, was, right. it was ones I'd already seen before. So there you we go. all watched The Last of Us. Yes, we did. On yeah. uh, uh, HBO Max. This seems like it's the next big HBO show. And I know that, like, it's weird that that feels like what we're always chasing right. is like the next big HBO show. And this feels like it's going to be that. Well, they're the only ones that continuously succeed. Yeah in pushing excellent next level content they're going to be the first network or you know i guess a a company that has had a really successful video game adaptation yeah i mean already people are saying it's the best ever i can't argue with that um and you know the funny thing is they did it 
by just respecting the hell out of the source material. The original, yeah. You know, and totally, dude. If you go look at like the cutscenes from you know the Resident Evil games, they're stupid, they're silly, there's bad acting. When you watch the cutscenes from The Last of Us, you're like, yeah, just have actors do that, and that's cool. sort of what they did. And that didn't make me enjoy it less, even though this first episode was really by the book. For, you know, it was like if you played Game One, I mean, it was really, especially that intro, which was great. Yeah, they started like a day before, essentially. Yeah, then the game picked up like right when, when you started playing um and the i mean the car you know in the truck oh, was like oh, i mean they de- i'm not gonna great. say it was shot for shot but it <laughs> the feeling of being like of trap trap in, trap trapped yeah. well just being in the middle of the truck like you were like this well they camera. filmed a lot of stuff that i think made you sort of feel like you were in a video game i, I, I that's felt that what way. they meant it yeah. to look like yeah because it looked that way especially yeah. with the way that yeah i felt that way like I, I i really did like i i thought that um they did a masterful job of with the with the daughter okay mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe with sarah yeah how good she was um, for someone you knew wasn't gonna, wasn't be gonna even be in it yes yep. i thought she was like incredible and i'm assuming i have never played the games so right I, I know very little about this story but i i'm assuming she's gonna have there's gonna be flashbacks so we're not gonna say goodbye to this actress i think so too yeah but i thought she was awesome i like i i found that my the most stressful thing to me was that i not knowing the story felt like she was going to have to um get infected mm-hmm. and that he mm-hmm. was gonna have oh. to make some terrible choice and i was like i was like dreading it yeah and so her death, as violent and terrible and like painful as it was, was almost a relief. Well, I think to me as a viewer, I think mm-hmm. she was infected, mm-hmm. and I think that was the implication. Yeah, when they were like, "Oh, it's just from people who went downtown," mm-hmm. and she and had gone like, downtown yeah. to fix the watch, and I think that's why she was like. I think the implication was that there was a really good chance she was also going to be infected. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah, but that's what it had me feeling so stressed. Totally. And yeah. I was like, "Fuck, dude, she's going to be infected. And he's going to have to kill her." It's gonna be so terrible. He's gonna have to white fanger. And yeah. so like, yeah. so like, <laughs> so like the 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 death she had ended up feeling like a relief to me. Oh, just choking on her own blood. Yeah, yeah. it was terrible, but like <laughs> it was better than I was like prepared for. Yeah, so. yeah, he didn't have to do it, you know, and it was out of his control a bit, you know. Yeah. The, it was army, dude. It was a fucking soldier. Um, I think they did a great job with that. That was really very close to sort of shot for shot, but they gave you more. Very good, which I yeah. liked. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, you know, and then they. I actually thought that they weren't going to introduce Ellie as a character who's really your second lead until the end. Maybe he'd meet her at the end, but we saw her, you know, right after sort of some world building moments with the 20 year jump. So 2003, uh, the original game was actually 2013, the daughter died. And then it was in the future. So this is going to be oh, 2003, sure. 20 years, 2023. That's where we're at. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, everything's falling apart. Anyways. I mean, just for a reference point, I guess in the show, I guess that's it's just a that's little it. different, but yeah. no big deal. Um, yeah, and so they did some world building. You got to see this big, you know, really shitty authoritarian government trying to run this quarantine zone. That's no good. And you leave, they kill you. You try to sneak in, they kill you. Uh, so that's that's not a good life. Um, you get your job by a guy stamping a date <laughs> on a little notepad and I handing mean, you a piece of paper. Yeah, it's just, you know, nothing's good, but at least they're somewhat safe in there. Um, yeah, and then they introduce, you know, these other factions that are sort of fighting against for a little bit better life for survivors, and you get to you get to meet Ellie. And how did you guys, would you guys think of Bella Ramsey 
the the young Mormon bear. I'd say Mormon, so. Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. I would say so far she's the worst part of the show. Did you not like her like cheesy swearing? Angsty, angsty teen. I I didn't hate her. I just thought like I, I felt like the acting was so good Ooh. in the show that she couldn't keep up. Okay. That's my big worry about the show. Um, I'm not saying that it won't be great or that she won't be great. I thought she was wonderful in Game of Thrones. So I she do trust... almost no lines in Game of Thrones, just to remind you. I just trust that it will be good. I think that they will be a great team, and I think that... Um, I think that... Uh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is... A star. Is about as big of a television actor as there is. He's going to be in two of the biggest shows at the same time. Like, Yeah, I think he's. I, th- I think he might be number one as the biggest actor on TV at this point. Sure. And, I mean, and, one for Warners and the other for Disney. Kind of insane. I know. And it's not, like, it's not like he's... It's not like biggest actor because he's like George Clooney on ER. Yeah, or The it's Rock. Like, yeah. like he's literally making the premier television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's I'm sorry. He's yeah, Mando and this at the same time yeah, virtually. is crazy. Um so I think he's inc- he's a great actor. I thought he was fantastic in episode 1. Mm-hmm. Like I I truly believed every moment. Um I actually thought him early on was a little caricaturish. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I think they nailed the character from the game. Yeah. But then when he became Joel Joel the in, twenty year in the QZ. Yeah, I mean, so uh, it really got better, didn't it? Phenomenal. Just yeah. even the way he carries himself looks so good and yeah. epic. He and looks like he's been through some shit, dude. He, uh, uh, got a little <laughs> bent up anger, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it was pretty cool, and that was interesting. You know, when he made the decision that he was going to take out sort of his friend, that soldier, which is a huge deal. It was interesting to see Ellie's reaction in the background of like. I don't know if she was smiling, but she was definitely like, okay, this that's person the, is willing to do anything for that's me. That's what the, the director said. That they wanted her to, like, they wanted you to see a reaction of her, like, a little bit too okay with that? Yes. Like, yes. Like, okay. he, he, his, his point was, like, you had two scenes like this where he killed someone to protect a young girl. The first was his daughter. and When he killed that and, the and old she, lady. And yeah. she was upset by it. Yeah, she said, "Oh my God, you just killed someone, or you Mrs. just killed right. Mrs. Whoever." Yeah, even though she knew he had to, it was like upsetting to her. And Ellie saw him kill this soldier, and she was like excited. They did not deserve it, and he, she, <laughs> it she, was she was not like infected. Yeah, like, she was like excited about it. Like he was like, so they were kind of like she is going to be kind of pandemonium, mm-hmm. and they both are like uh, an odd couple that eventually will work well. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought episode one was a big hit. Awesome pilot. Um, I will still say that Walking Dead first episode was more impactful to me better. Um, but we know what happened with that show. And I can tell that that they can't make the same mistakes uh, because they have a they have a nice guideline to go off of. Um, but dude, I, Walking Dead episode one. Eric, I know you never watched the show. No. Go just watch 1.1. It's great. It's so good. I mean, it's like an, it's like a movie. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it's a tight 90 yep. movie. This was a tight 80. Mm hmm. For Last of Us. I think it's less zombie-driven, though. Like, The Walking Dead was all about, you know, zombies and stuff. And I think um, this is more about, like, what happened afterwards. We didn't see a lot, right? I mean, we saw some people early, but we haven't seen truly infected, freaky stuff. They gave you what you needed to know. They did plant the the seed on, you know, the person that was stuck to the wall with the fungus. Yeah, Which looked really cool. Just wait for them to... P 
peel off the fucking wall in future episodes. They're not just because they're stuck to the wall doesn't always mean they're lifeless. I mean, you shouldn't have told him that, but like, uh... oh, well, he he's scared of jump scares, anyways. He probably could use that <laughs> next time you see one of those. Yeah, how about when you're the probably wall... going to assume they're dead? How about he's... when the wall exploded? Did that get you? Kind of, yeah. When she I was, was a little confused yeah. with some of that. Why she covered? I, I can tell that, like, you know, Tess and Joel are in a romantic relationship, but they don't fully trust each other it's either. Mutually benefit. Yeah, it's uh, symbiotic in that way. It's I not, think so too. It's not parasitic, but like they're both working towards like just survival. Yep. And them together is better than them apart. And, and they're, I think they're, that's they're, where they work well yeah. together. Okay. Yeah. All I right. Agree. Well, I did like the line. Show. I did like the line when she said. I promised him you wouldn't hurt him, but I really want you to hurt him. I was like, right. oh, God, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was good. And then they didn't have to. He was fucking toast. All right, so I'm I'm putting people on the spot here. Um, I don't mean to do that, but I do think that, Ryan, uh, your next time on the pod should be post this show. Okay. Ooh, Maybe. I like that. So, see, I might be a zombie. At it might that be point. a call. Yeah, it could you're be gonna a, have a. We a could figure out a baby, nice but... call in or something, but we would like to hear your take on this show. Yeah. I, I know, I know. We're gonna miss Ryan's takes. I'd love to give it. Um, we will have interesting. I will say this going forward. We're gonna have some cool guests come in in the spring. So yeah, yeah, we'll have other viewpoints, but we're gonna need Ryan's on yeah, some stuff for sure. All right, uh, we're heading to our Nordy winners. This is a big episode for us. So I know the Nordies. Let's go. I mean, I'm going out on a bang. Nordies. A Vikings L, which oh. seems very apropos. But that was a fun yeah. pod because we we have fun whether they win or lose. Maybe more fun when they lose. I don't remember the time frame. Did we end or did, sorry? Did we start after the Blair Walsh Seattle? Was that like that season? <laughs> oh the, God, the Shankopotamus in the four. I mean, yeah, in the four. That below. would be fitting. Yeah. Um, so let's do it. So let's do some Nordy Awards. Let's do it. Um, we are going to start out with our two new ca- or f- two new categories, okay? We're going to do um, biggest disappointment of the year, and we're going to do biggest surprise hit. So let's argue these out. Just for the listeners, if you don't know how this works, we don't have winners yet. We're not opening an envelope. We're going to hack it out and figure this out. So biggest dip- disappointment, we have four contenders, Kenobi, Love and Thunder, Rings of Power, or 1899. Ryan, who do you vote for? What do you want? Um, I'm voting Kenobi all day, every day. Yeah. Um, I blame you. Yeah. Totally. Well, right. You hyped this. This is maybe your most hyped show. Oh, it was. I, I mean, mean, I'd said it was going to be the best show of the all time. It's the most hyped show. Yeah. Of hype to like living up to it is pretty vast. Like, it's not. And it, a I big wasn't gap. the only one that was incredible. No, we thought they got, they got you and McGregor. They won't fuck this up. This is going to be the best thing they've ever done. Uh, that's my vote as well. So I guess that's probably going to win. Er- so Eric, my vote, at? okay, so 1899 after Dark, which was one of my favorite shows ever, I was really excited about. I know. Um, Love and Thunder, I was really excited about after uh, Ragnarok, which I think was maybe my favorite of the movies in Marvel. Maybe, yeah, it's up there. And um, obviously the money spent on the Lord of the Rings show, Rings of Power, was absurd. But I've never been a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. We, I you said did really from the trailer I rewatched. Though. I said from the trailers it wasn't going to look good. Or Kenobi, wasn't be that. you were right. Yeah, Kenobi you... is easily the pick here. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, it's it's not close. Uh, Kenobi should have been great. It was literally bringing back characters from the prequels, uh, not just the characters but the actors. It was telling a story that everybody wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. We were getting um, a younger, still like nimble Obi Wan with all sorts of adventures. Mm-hmm. We were getting height of his power, Darth Vader. And even though they delivered on some of that stuff, the moments just couldn't outweigh all the bullshit that the rest of the show well, like was. Like the Inquirers weren't even that. Oh, good. they were so lame. They, like think about think about the and Reva sucked and Well, eh. think about the the Inquirers in Andor, 
the right. the inquisitors. Or, oh yeah, the inquisitors. Sorry, yes. w- whatever their version of that was in Andor versus the Obi Wan show, and it's yeah. miles apart. I, I I just couldn't deal with most of that show. There was Agreed. there was like um, I wanted to like it too. It's weird choices to have a young like a very young actress for that Leia. choice. Yeah, I um, think twenty. Uh, I think we knew. It, I think we knew after the forest chase scene that. Things were not going in the correct direction. I thought twenty yeah. percent of, of wow. it was amazing, and I thought eighty percent of it was bad. Yep. And the, there was no average. It was either agreed eighty percent terrible or twenty percent amazing. I mean, that's the best and, way to describe. And that I show. couldn't the the twenty percent amazing got lost and drowned. Yeah. Well, in especially the 80%. Not I mean, we we watching for that twenty percent. We pointed out like Obi Wan swam to the base. I don't care if I'm spoiling this. Yeah, he swam to the base, and then like in the next scene, he's like completely dry. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they snuck people out just by like putting a, like a, a blanket over them and walking through. It was insane. Okay. Let's, let's get positive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's move on to biggest surprise hit because this was a year of some really awesome. Some of our shit that we're going to be talking about later is brand new. Um, Andor, Severance, The Bear. Man. Three fucking bangers. So I want to say from, you started with me last time, so I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. Um, recency bias, I think would say Andor. Sure. However, I think after we saw some trailers, we realized that show was going to be better than we thought. Right. Um, I think, uh, sorry, I think Severance came out of fucking nowhere. Right. And kind of blew our minds and blew our pants off. Um, The Bear was also a really good show. I don't think it quite has the weight of the other two. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like, it's just a simpler show with like two really good actors. Um, whereas there's a lot more going on in Severance and like the actors are very good. So, yeah. um, and big ensemble cast and just, I want to go, oh man, my heart says Andor, but my head says Severance and I can't really decide. Well, let's throw it to Eric Uh, and then maybe we can, we can come back. So Andor and Severance were better than the bear. Andor is on Disney and it's Star Wars. Severance is on Amazon. Apple Plus. Apple. Apple. Which is, they've never made anything good, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, to me, the bear is the biggest surprise. Uh, and if, if it's going to come down to me as a tiebreaker, I would say it's going to be Severance. Andor was set to be a, a fucking hit, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think I, so. Not, I think I, I, you weren't excited about it. Not in the what same that way that Obi-Wan you? was. That's the no, only re- but, but it is yeah. Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus doesn't make small shows. They might make bad... They might miss... But every one of their shows is a big fucking deal. This had Diego Luna. This had a big cast. It had a big budget. Yeah. Severance also came out of nowhere. Also the dude from The Bear, uh, Evan Bacharach yeah. guy. Yeah, he's in both. To me, just like what is best, Andor and Severance are the best two shows of the year, in my opinion. And okay. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's coming. But but um, I think The Bear was the biggest surprise. It was on FX. It was the lowest budget. Yeah. It came out of absolutely nowhere. I loved it. Um. I know that you guys aren't going to agree with me on that, so I would throw my hat in the Severance ring. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Severance. Because I'm fine. I'm good. That's what I wanted anyway. I think Severance yeah. because it is, we just said, Apple hasn't made a good show. This and, is, I mean, I guess the morning show has gotten some plot. No, like, no, that's fallen it's off. Not, no one likes that anymore. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that that was the only thing. And mm-hmm. that was its first show ever, I think. Um, yeah, I think C was their first show, <laughs> which is just oh, so bad. Was that Momoa? Oh, my God. Um, um, anyway, yeah, yeah, I think Severance was the was the biggest surprise. I agree. Uh, for Apple to come out, you know, you look at the the cast, you're like, Adam McKay. I mean, or what, what's his name? Adam Scott. Adam Scott. 
carrying a show as a drama, we wouldn't even think that it's possible for it to be amazing. John Turturro and in the first Eczema? 15 minutes, I already wanted to text you guys like, turn this on, turn this on. Yeah. You did though. And you I were, had to, early. I think it was 45 minutes in, I said, turn this on before yeah. I even finished the first episode. You were, you so. were super in and you came on our show, like maybe you had watched it the days day before later, or something, yeah, a couple day days later. later. And you were like, Guys, I want you to watch this show, Severance. It's really weird. I can't and I really think you explain said, it. Don't I look need up your guys. You yeah. said don't look up anything about it. Just turn it on, and then next thing we know, Eric had finished like six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like yeah. instantly in. It was great. So, so that's yeah. fine. That works for me. Okay, Severance. I love it. All right, so let's get into some some top big awards. Actually, maybe we should do Brewery quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's our nominees: um, Blackstack, Modest, both Lup- have won before. Yes, Lupulin. Mm-hmm. Did Fair that win before too? I, no. I I don't think so. Okay. And Fair State has won before. Has won before. Yep. Uh, and then Head Flyer as our as our new entry, never nommed even. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I feel like you know, brewing has changed. Um, nobody is having like these insane breakout years necessarily. I think I think everyone that's good is is like um holding serve like yeah, right like they're not they're not changing the business, but they're all still making great beers. Um. I think that we have to look at this award in a different way. Like we try to think of who had the best year, not who continued to have a good year. Right. Or even continue to have a great yeah, year. I mean, it is like, you know, it's brewery of the year. It's what do I think is the best brewery in the state? It's like modest. It's fair state. It's black sack. It's, you know, a couple of those are like the best breweries, I think. Yep. But who had the best year? Um, Head flyer had the best year. Uh, they put out a bunch of great beer. They have mm-hmm. an awesome tap room and they put out the best THC cider, seltzer, seltzer. Yeah. I'm sorry, THC seltzer, <laughs> in the Twin Cities by far, by a lot. Yeah, dude, I agree, and not just because I partnered with them. <laughs> no, that's exactly why you agree. No, but it is the best. No, one. I agree because I've tried a bunch. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I've tried 13 different THC seltzers, and usually they're fine, or sometimes they're bad. Do and you, I do you cannot that get with- enough. Of every day, and we're coming out with a new flavor. Do you, um, do you quantify that with like you're doing market research? Like, yes. oh, babe, I'm just doing. I write this. it off. Company this credit is, card. Yeah, it's a write off. No, I don't know, but I, I do agree that you have to now look at mm-hmm. a bigger scope. What are these breweries doing? What are they doing to make money that they weren't making before? Head Flyer has come out with. I think that they are brilliant with brewing. Um, and it turns out they make incredible seltzers with just fucking bubbly water, lo- local THC, and and fruit. Mm-hmm. That's it. No Great. fake. So, yeah, dude, I love it. I, I, my vote is for Head Flyer. Ryan, how do you feel? What am I gonna say? Well, what do you? How do you? What do you? I mean, what how do you, much what money? Would you say you can pick something else. Give me, a, give me a couple four packs, and I'll vote for Head Flyer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I'll get you two four um, packs. I like. Give me the vote. Give me the fucking. I vote. like what I like Eric's take <clears throat> because like Blackstack continues to make we the same. It. IPA, double IPA, and triple and IPA across great. the board. They're, they nail them. They, those beers are fantastic. The, those the breweries we're picking are making just world class beers, and I truly believe that. Yep. But they have been kind of doing the same thing for years. Um, I haven't found anything that like bloom like changed my mind. I went to mm-hmm. Pizza Luce this week, and they had a shook from Modest on tap. No, I was shocked. Wow, yeah. you, were, you were shook. I was shook, and they also <laughs> had a beer from Bent Paddle that. Is not sold anywhere else. It's specifically made for Pizza Luce. Oh, that's and they, cool. And they, Did you try it's it? a hazy IPA. Yeah, it's great. I had two. Yeah, that's cool. No, I love that. Um, so, so let's go head flyer. Head flyer. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Dude, I can't, I can't wait to post it. Let them know. That's fantastic. One time I was at Pizza Luce, and I sat at a table next to Tech Nine. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 
That's oh. pretty cool. And then it he happened. died. Was he talking super fast? Uh, no, he no, he, he didn't die. He showed up. He's dead, I think. No, that's that was Takashi six nine. Th- that guy is not, not dead, dead either. Oh, he's okay. Um, no, the, the guy with the, the mask. The guy with the the mask that wears the who's MF the pink died. No, but who's the pink haired guy that died? He died. Oh yeah, some guys died. I mean, there's been some rappers. I understand. Um, All right, here it is. Tech Nine is he alive or not? We need to. Tech Nine's alive, you guys. He just doesn't yeah, make much I think music. Tech Nine's alive. Yeah, MF he, Doom died. He's alive. Yeah, okay. he's alive. No, there was a young <laughs> rapper that died. But anyway, Blobs, yeah, Juice yeah. World died. Yeah, no, we're, not him. We're struggling here. We're moving on. XXX Tentacion. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, Fuck that guy. Okay, let's keep moving. Yeah, he sucked. All right. As a person. What's our next one? Sports? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay, so let's do some <laughs> sports. Sports. I mean, dude, rapper, this might be quick. Rapper death of the year. I mean, it's not like we've had two teams both win a championship like we're in Boston or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's go. Athlete team, of the year. Team athlete and moment. Team athlete moment. Team. Okay. Team of the year. Team of well, the year. What do we got? I mean, I think it's the Vikings. Easily. I, I don't think it's close. They went yeah. f- f- uh, 13 and 5. Technically, yeah. If you can't play up, sure. 13 and 5, uh, 13 and 4 in the regular season. No one expected this from his team. Uh, tons of fun moments. New coach, new, new coach, administration. The best receiver in football, maybe yes. the best non quarterback in football. It's the Vikings. I think it's the Vikings. I don't think it's close. Okay. I agree. Nobody can touch that. All right. So, what do we got? Best best athlete, best Minnesota athlete. So, Minnesota athlete, it's got to come down to just a few picks. It's yep. got to be Justin Jefferson. It has to be Anthony Edwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. It has to be Kaprizov. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it has to be maybe Kirk Cousins. Correa. Okay. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, pick, well, I was picking yeah. a twin. If, I was picking it fell a... off. So let's start with those three. So I mean, and it's JJ. It's it's Jefferson, and it's it is for the first. If hockey future. was bigger, it would be Kaprizov, but it's just not even on the same stratosphere as. So do you guys think that? No, JJ is probably more dominant now yeah. than Kaprizov. That's why Ant for can't sure. touch this yet. I Not hope quite. that there's a year Not that quite. Ant wins yeah. this. If Ant wins this Nordy, it means that he is a fucking bona fide I mean, superstar. I'm a, it's not fair to say like like there are quarterbacks if you have to compare quarterbacks to NBA players. Mm-hmm. But Jefferson is the best non-quarterback in the league. Like if I had to say who he was in the NBA, I would say he is John Morant. Mm, better. Sure. John Morant probably. I mean, like if you thought of like if you thought of like Giannis, Yo uh Jokic, yeah. Doncic, and yeah. LeBron, or LeBron you know, and someone KD. were like were like the quarterbacks. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like who's the best next? Oh guy? well, then that, then that case, sure. You know, John Morant, like something that. like that. I just so, meant, I was just thinking like athletically, <laughs> yeah. you know, very gifted. You know, um, has this knack for making big moments kind of happen. Not in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, anyway, I like that. All right, and then we have sports, Minnesota sports moment of the year. I got it. Okay. My, my vote is the Justin Jefferson fourth in a million catch at Buffalo. It was cool. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm gonna. Like a... I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think just the 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 end of the Buffalo game. I mean, like I I, I don't know how like micro we want to get with it. I think the Buffalo game was the best moment of the year for Minnesota sports. Uh, yeah. It was playing on the road in prime time against a Super Bowl contender. It was the most dramatic game. Everyone said it was the game of the year for football. Oh, I don't think that's even close. I don't mm-hmm. think it's close. I thought it was the most electric football game I may have ever watched. It. We had won and lost the game like seven different times right. in that game. We had one of the great catches in the history of the league, the catch you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, the rest of it doesn't happen 
without yeah. that catch. You know what I mean? Like, there's no fumble I on the one. I think it's just like, yeah. I mean, I'm fine naming it that, but I think the just the end of that game was fair wow. enough. Yeah. Wow, like what? That was like what sports are supposed to be. Yeah. Well, my vote is um, Pat Beverly standing on a table <laughs> and throwing his jersey into the. <laughs> Uh, when we did win that play-in game, it felt like um, just pure joy and electricity as a as a Wolves fan. But it doesn't compare. I mean, you, we look back now; we know it was relatively meaningless. Uh, yeah, it's it's the, I think the it's biggest the Vikings second. win of the year. Let's go! I think the big moments of the year, like the three moments that stand out to me, are the Timberwolves playing game, the comeback win against the Colts, and the comeback win against the Bills. Yeah. Are the three big moments of the year where. Like the whole. Well, think about the Bills game too for the Vikings. That was kind of season defining. Like that, yes. that kind of momentum moving forward after you got your butts kicked by Philadelphia. You're looking down the schedule and saying, "Some tough games in here. You got to go to Buffalo. You know that's never easy." And then you come out with a win in kind of miraculous fashion, and you're like, "Maybe we're a good team. Right? Maybe we're kind of destined to go far." Turns out we're not, but at that time, <laughs> no, okay. we got well, we, we met Kirko. Destiny doesn't end at the end of one we season. We got to meet Kirko. continue into the next. We got to meet plain, plain chain wearing Kirko chains oh, on the... Kirko chains. You know what I mean? Like, that I was that honestly... Guy. That could be up there right there. That was like a, cul- right. a culture-changing moment. We're moving on. Man, we're we're all in agreement. Um, now it's time for our top four awards, okay? These are the best ones. These are the best ones, and we're going to start... We're going to start a little light. We're going to go with uh, comedy movie, okay? Here's what we nominated. Jackass Forever, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Glass Onion, Hustle, and I threw in Chip and Dale, which is a long shot, I admit. Um, let's start it with Eric right now. What do you, what do okay, you think, man? The, I want to give it to Jackass Forever, but I won't because it's not um, the same type of movie. It just it wasn't was, a big enough phenomenon. It was a nostalgic like. event, though, for like people that are our age laughed my ass off it, 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 it like made me happier i think it made me happier than it made more than it made me laugh okay like I've, i just felt like it's crazy to think of a bunch of idiot guys that you know do pranks and do stupid shit um could make you feel like nostalgic and emotional but i think that they nailed that so perfectly mm-hmm. um it brought you back to the time in your life whether you were in elementary school middle school high school college just your younger days of watching this show and these idiots and then watching them kind of grow up and then kind of pass the torch was amazing so i do think it needs to be talked about and mentioned yes i would say glass onion would be my pick um a late addition to everything uh, but one of the best movies of the year mm-hmm. the cast was perfect the story was amazing i want more glass onions that would be my vote i want more yeah watching you know johnny knoxville advance his dementia in real time on the, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. was really it was hilarious no um i thought i thought jackass was really funny until the bull stunt and then yeah. i was like they have to get push that's push, an push, old push. dude getting run over by a bull that's anyway yeah. it didn't quite have the same hilarity that it did when i was 20 and then watching him you know do bmx jousting you know with like Ugh. 20 i mean it's so funny um anyway my vote is also glass onion um which was not what i was expecting going into that movie yeah um and i it turned out phenomenal dude all five uh strong it's glass onion for me um had a huge smile on my face the whole time really brilliant writing bryant no, better no, than the no, first no. by a lot he's too stupid to do that yeah. like that was just such a great no, it's like, just dumb yeah that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen yeah i mean it 
It was good. It, it was, was really good. good. All right, so let's move on. Uh, TV is bigger than than movies on this show. So we're going to go TV or movie drama, and then we're going to go into a TV awards, our last two, okay? So we have The Batman. We have Nope. We have Barbarian. Ooh. We don't have any kind of consensus on this at all. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Top Gun 2 and Avatar 2. Um, that's our five. I wanted Prey in there, but you guys reminded me that it was the equivalent of a straight-to-DVD movie, so it didn't make it. Um, it was. I, I don't know. I think that I want to vote for Nope right now. So, But we'll uh, have to just... I, and I can change that based on our conversation. No, no, no. I, I'm i down to my final two, and I, it makes me realize how weak movies were this year. Yeah. Um, yep. I think, and, and I think that's been the case now for a few years. There's no... Is there any Marvel movies on here? There's you, no Marvel movies you on know here. How, like, that's I, fucked up. It used know, to be like, dude, well, which one, Marvel movie? The one that was on there was in the most disappointing. Like yeah, the big one. right. You know, in Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home was last year. It was yep. close, but it was last year. You know how every year when you watch the NFL... They say like three weeks into the season just feels like there's more injuries this year than in previous years. Yeah, yeah, right. right. But they say that every year. Yeah, yeah. Because every year people forget how many fucking injuries there are in football. Um, it's the same thing as with movies, where I'm like, every year we're like, ah, it just wasn't that good of a year for movies. But then you look back and you're like, oh my god, like 2017, like yeah. you mentioned earlier. So I would say that the Batman and Nope would be my top two picks. I think Nope ultimately would be my winner. Oh wow. Well, Ryan, my what vote do you doesn't I, fucking matter. Well, it, it does to me. I think uh, that's amazing. I I can't believe I you guys are huge missing smile. on Avatar uh, yeah. coming back after ten God. after a decade of people slandering this movie. Jimbo, this was hey, your like, hey, I it's know. gonna be good shit. And I know I'm the only even among this pod. You guys were like, no one cares about Avatar. Why are they even releasing it? I'm like, because it'll make him. two billion dollars. So he's him. saying and Avatar, and I'm saying nope. I mean, you're gonna have to decide. I'm saying this Av- is my chance for Avatar. I'm saying Avatar is the movie of the year. There's no way Nope is the movie of the year. Oh, it's re. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Just <laughs> no. say just say, say nope. nope. Just say Nope. Um, nope. I don't was do scary movies. Jordan like that. Peele's best movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, isn't it? I, I, it Get it, Out is the second best, and Get Out is good. This is better. It's more fun. It's surprising. It's different. He burned me after Love Lovecraft Country. I didn't. Uh, he I didn't, didn't trust him. I think he was he an executive producer. He was an executive producer. He, on he that, should yeah. have had more to do with that. Anyway, he should have been more involved. Um, I'm dude, going, Avatar is the biggest movie of the year, and it's not even close. I mean, I get that. I get that. Um, but I feel like we need to reward Nope because Avatar to me was a given. It's a. It's very formulaic. It's just like there was nothing. Dude, I realized I watched it twice in theaters now. Okay. And the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that kid died. Like the main, like a main event happened. And I was like, I was so blown away by the visuals that I didn't even know a main plot point happened. So for me, I feel like no. Nope. sounds like a you problem. Yeah, not I a, mean, maybe. Not a James Cameron But problem. I do love that I get to be the deciding vote here. And it's going Wait. to nope. How about that, Ryan? Good, good. <laughs> If you hadn't quit the pod, I may consider Avatar. <laughs> so that was a that was a revenge pick. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I dude, I picked Nope right away. All right. Now we get into TV, and boy, do we love TV. Um, we start with comedy. Let's warm up to it. Uh, Peacemaker. That was a bit of a surprise too. Great surprise hit. Uh, Barry, which we all love now. Ryan or Eric, are you caught up on Barry? No. Say nope. Nope. All right. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Mainstay here. Um, we got the referral. No, what is it called? The rehearsal. Rehearsal. I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> Thank you. The referral. 
that's is next. Chris, is Chris Helmsworth on there too? <laughs> Probably. Uh, and then Atlanta, final Atlanta seasons. So um, I think it was a pretty good year for show comedies. Yeah. Maybe better for drama, but we'll get to that. Um, Ryan, let's start you off so you don't have to yeah, no, have I a think pointless it's, last vote. I think it's Peacemaker. Okay. From that list, I think mm. John Cena arrived as a phenomenal um, lead in all things silly. Yes, if, it is silly. If, if you want to call it that, um, like preposterous, ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, satirical in that way. I think um, what he did in the Suicide Squad originally was really good. Um, and then I think we were all very confused as to why Peacemaker was getting in a spinoff until we started watching it. And we're like, oh, yep. yeah, John Cena's really good. he's a star. He's fucking awesome in this role. Yeah. And he's running around in his underwear, and he's humongous, and, like, it's great. So, I do like when a superhero looks like a superhero. I will say that. God, Thank God for steroids. Peacemaker is my pick. Okay. Eric, as a WWE fan, I feel like that's kind of a layup for you. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to I'll Eric. I'll go to Jim first. Jesus, you would. Um, Chicken. I struggle with this one. Um, I lean towards Barry... But it was not as good as the last season. It's I also not a comedy Atlanta. anymore. I can't call it a comedy anymore. It's not. There is hilarious moments. That, like there they, is super fucking funny moments. They literally decided to make the second to last episode. The director said, "I wanted it to feel like the viewer was having an anxiety attack for the full forty minutes." And I was like, "Yeah, I did. Thank you. Nice work. It's not comedic. Yeah, at all. No, I agree with that. Um, what we do in the shadows, fantastic. I, I I'm really gonna, good. I'm going to take out rehearsal." Because I could, I didn't finish it, so that that's a DQ for Just me. A little too weird. The rest is all very good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna vote Atlanta. I'm gonna vote Atlanta. It was actually a great last season, brilliant show. It's all done. Um, we might just have to hash this out because I don't know what, what Eric's going to pick. Okay. Um, he might pick a third option. I've watched uh, almost every episode of all of these. Uh, a couple of them I missed, but for the most part, I watched it all. Um, did watch the rehearsal. Thought it was brilliant. Everyone's picking it as like their show of the year. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty easy for me, though. The funniest, most enjoyable show uh, in this comedy section is definitely Peacemaker. Let's yeah. go. Peacemaker was so funny. It was uh, I surprising, want, different, brilliant. Eagly, eagly was great. Eagly. Okay, you know, like every movie that had like Channing Tatum and twenty one um, through twenty eight jumps. Yeah, Jonah you know Hill. those like Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, Seth Rogen. I'm not saying they all crossed over, but like that whole family of movies. Like we need like a Jonah Hill John Cena movie or like yeah. a Seth Rogen John Cena movie badly, mm-hmm. badly. We are dying for it. He is very, very, very funny. Um, he vacation friends, by the way, great. he's great, oh, dude. The cocaine, just funny. cocaine margaritas, yeah, was <laughs> so good. <laughs> Wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I think it's Peacemaker. I think okay. it's uh, it was an easy choice for me. I'm actually really happy with that. I love that. Thank you. You guys made it easier for me on that one. Now we get to this is the hard what part. I think is our pinnacle award. I mean, this is show drama, and we actually it was so good we had to nominate six: Andor, Severance, Hot D, The Bear. White Lotus, Stranger Things. Mm. What a fucking list! Can I mean, we, we really were spoiled. Huge shows. Can we, we start with where I think we're we're not going to go? Yes, knock some out. Okay, the ones I don't think we're going to pick, but I think they were too good to not be nominated were The Bear and White Lotus. I agree. Um, I think White okay, Lotus the bear more I'm good. So. White Lotus season two is not going to be the show of the year. I 
I agree. And White Lotus is a flex, too, that could be uh, a comedy, but we, it's it's drama. It's not going to be the show of the year. Okay, it, fine. It, it, was, it was really good, and and um, the bear was really good. They're think, not winning the award. We needed to mention them on I here. think the White Lotus, the, the reason it's getting such consideration is because of the leap that it made from season one to season two in like worldwide popularity. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean it was the best show, but I think it grew its audience exponentially to, to where like everybody was tweeting about everybody it. I mean, it, it was the water cooler show of the fall and yeah. like or winter, whatever. So I agree. Um, so, okay. But I agree. Right. We can, we can take those two off the table. All and right. I think that the other one that we're not going to put up, but it needs consideration is stranger things season four. It's tough. It's tough to just, DQ that like this because it was the best, the best season, season of, of one, one of, of the best shows. shows. Yeah. And yeah. talk about water cooler. I mean, like that moment in the summer was like unifying. It was. It was like the COVID's kind of going yeah. away. The song, and, dude. I mean, running up that hill. Right, yeah. I mean, you, they took a song and it's like started to get, I don't know, it made that like old British singer like fucking $18 million just <laughs> from, you know, so I, I agree. Um, I guess I wouldn't pick it. You, you're not going to pick it. But so. I, I, I love it. And hey, maybe season five is just that fucking mind-blowing. I and I forget the and gal. And it's a perfect ending, and it, it wins next year. The Max the Max character, she Max. turned into... That, these actors and actresses Sink? are absolutely blowing up. Sadie Something Sink? Like Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink, yep. Big deal. She'll be in the MCU soon, it sounds like, as a young uh, mutant, which might be very Big fucking deal. cool. Big deal. She's um, great. So, okay, so that leaves Andor, Severance, and Hot D. Okay, so for me... Three best shows of the year. For me... The show of the year is going to come down to House of the Dragon and Andor. Okay. Okay. In Severance. That. We already gave it the surprise hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's, it's the show of the year. It's okay. season one. I think it's uh, bizarre nature makes it very appealing. Um, I don't think it's quite there with the level that Andor brought or yeah. House of the Dragon. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go second. You second. Yeah. Is in right now. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but he hasn't picked. He just knocked. He just took one off the table. I was just saying Severance. Oh, I don't I think you picked Andor. No, no, no. I was saying I don't think. I think we of those three. I don't think Severance is quite up to the level of House of the Dragon and Andor. It's Andor. My pick is Andor. You're going with Andor. I'm my going pick, Andor. My pick is Andor as well. I loved yeah, it. That's why I wanted to go second. Because oh. <laughs> that's just anticlimactic. I tried. I tried. I know. Um, but you you know. jumped in. And then I know. And then I got, I got excited. Too, I got too excited. <laughs> yeah. So so to me, I, I think. Um, I think it's down to Severance and Andor. Those were the two best shows of the year. Okay. Uh, Severance was so early, and it's hard because very early. because yeah, Andor yeah. just happened not too long ago. Um, in the time I was watching Andor, I really felt like I I liked it the best. Um, but oh. I also think that Severance was a better show, and I know it's not going to win. But I do want to come here and just give it its recognition. Let's let's give it its I flowers, did. as they say. I, I truly believe that this was the best show of the year. Um, I think it was the most interesting, most creative. The acting was absolutely ridiculous. The level of people that they had in the show mm-hmm. was crazy. Um, I my mind was absolutely warped watching this show. I had they no... made you captivated, and they never yes. really left like gray cubicles. That's just how fucking good the show it, was. It was just crazy. I, I truly believe this was the best show. I I'm zero percent upset as I thought Andor was um one B to my one A. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were so superior to everything else, including House of the Dragon. Um, and so I, I'm not even a little bit upset that yep. you, that Andor is going to win this. Um, but I just think I had to come here and just give my my speech. No, I don't think ab- anybody would disagree with you though. About no. Severance, I thought it was 
It was so magical. Yeah. I, I remember being on the edge of my seat every single episode. Yeah. I had so many questions. Big and, smiles, and big And the craziest gasps. thing is, yeah. is I still have so many questions. I need to know. Um, going into the, the house Kier? that Kier built, yeah. and then oh. eating the meal, and then the plate said something, getting on the bed, the weird sexy dance, the masks. God, all. it was interesting, wasn't so it? So weird. Um, how about her being part of that family? Mind blown. Yep. Um, Telly, what was what are they doing down there? What are they making? What is it like? And then, and then the best thing about it, the reason that it truly to me jumped as the best show, okay, was then going online and seeing all of the things that they released on like Apple Books and the extra stuff that they released, um, releasing things about that. um, It's Mr. Robot. When they were, yeah, you love feeling like you're a part of yes, uh, Mr. Robot, the inside. Yeah, uh, I love that. I love that. They did that. And I just like, I like when when they're so serious about it that they want to make extra mysterious content for people. Like I really find that fun. So I thought this show was brilliant. Um, and or I loved and I'm 0% upset at right. one, but I, I really, really, really wanted to just give my take on uh, a great season of, of Severin. I love it. Happy Nordies, you guys. Happy Nordies. Last yeah. one with Ryan. Oh my God. Uh. All right. So uh, we still have a three watch to fucking continue. <laughs> <laughs> we still have our three watches. I love that we're giving you uh, some extra time. We're Ryan. giving it we a don't long want it, We don't want him to go. We don't want him to leave. We so. have a whole other segment planned after. Yeah. Oh, third pod. Yeah, let's yeah. do a third pod. <laughs> third yeah. pod yeah. All right. So Psych. we're moving to our three watch finally. So thanks for hanging with us for our Nordies. Hopefully you guys are still hanging on at this time. Um, the three watch this week uh, was... The Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men. Holy a movie that buckets. you'd never seen, right? I had never seen this movie. Love yet. that. Love that. Um, what a film. Jesus. After watching, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Sicario. Mm-hmm. How about the similarities? Even with the cast. Of course, this movie was 2007. And, and that movie was 2015. Yeah. So uh, this was first. And greatest villain ever. I don't know. Yes. Um, so, what's his name? Anton Sugar. So, here's what I'm going to say about this yeah. movie. I'm curious on your and take, man. To, Why don't I'm you just give us your take? I'm going to try to move through, through this movie kind of quickly because we've been. There's we've not been, a huge plot with it anyway. So, yeah. Okay. So he is. He is it's like a little he cat is, and mouse with some money. Is the basic plot. Yes. Yeah. He is like he is in every movie. Um, one of the best actors in the world. Um, mm-hmm. truly as a villain. You're talking Javier Bardem. Oh, Phenomenal. Javier Bardem <laughs> as a villain might. Be as good as it gets. Yeah, he had the same, almost the same haircut as he did in Skyfall. Well, I, the like Skyfall that they made villain, him weird again, right? The Skyfall villain. They obviously watched this movie and were like, "Can you do a different version of that?" Yeah, yep. do the same guy. We're gonna perfect. dye your hair blonde. Yeah. Um. So to me, he is the movie. Um. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is yeah. is actually was kind of disappointing. Um, well, I don't think Josh Brolin was disappointed. He, he was fine. Really good. He was fine. Yeah. Everyone was fine. It's Javier Bardem just putting on an absolute acting clinic. Mm-hmm. He's so flawless. He's so scary. Um, I was looking stuff up about him <laughs> and his weapon and every did device the he brothers, used and everything he did. Did the Coen brothers release some like uh, insider you know, information <laughs> that you could read up on? I just on... needed information. Yeah. I, like, I was desperately looking for it because it was so he, he was so captivating to me. And like he was so scary that I spent the movie thinking, like, what would I do? How would I how would I run from this guy? Can you run from this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't seem like it. No, I don't think you can. Um, he was so terrifying and he was just like such a badass that I found myself on the edge of my seat because of him. Um, it reminded me like it reminded me of every other Coen Brothers movie, though, 
where the story is pretty non-existent. Like they write these movies, they're so fucking. Well, this bizarre. is based off of a movie. Uh, so book. Yeah, this one was was based off Cormac McCarthy, who wrote like The Road and some other stuff, and he wrote it in 2005, and the movie came out in 2007. So they were like. Let's just adapt this right away. And that they they won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. So they did a good job taking it from book to film. But uh, this is not an original Coen Brothers original screenplay. Yeah. I just think that, like, their movies, they, like, they lack a... a a lot of story. Well, can, like, can, let me ask you. Let me ask you some more specifics about it, and, and maybe you can elaborate on that. Did you feel let down by following Llewellyn for the better part of the film, and then he dies off screen? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, is that yes. really him? No, I died. I, I was like, he can't be dead. He's faking it. Someone. He put someone in his place. He, yeah. Like, like I was so disappointed by his death yeah. that like I had cared about him all movie, and then that was just the end of it. And then like it wasn't even, uh, you know. Anton that got him. It was right, like a group some of Mexican rando, gangs yeah. like came and shot everybody up. That was so yeah, frustrating to I me. I get that. I'm sure that's what happened in the book and that's what they did. And um, I remember the first really time like, wait, I'm sure there's an explanation of like, well, he's just the carrier, right? That that body is just the vessel. It doesn't really matter for the story. It's yeah. about the money and this thing. But it also felt like I thought Josh Brolin as Llewellyn was pretty compelling and yeah. like quick on his feet. Um, you know, was trying to brave, was fuck, trying to yeah. think like two steps ahead, but like almost like wasn't, and it pretty much got him killed. Um, and then you know he kind of got one leg up on Shiger and was able to like kind of escape, sort of, but not really. Yeah. And then Woody Harrelson found him. I thought he did a good job, and and I wanted to see how that ended. And so I was definitely disappointed when. They just like showed up. They're like, "Oh, he's dead." Yeah, and like I was like, "Well, that's fucking lame." I that could, hurt. yeah, I was surprised by that. But I thought that hurt. You know, it's really the movie's more about the memorable moments, like you know when Anton goes into the gas station and he's mm. like, "Do I kill this guy mm. or not?" Oh, I mean, building they're so masters scary. of building tension. It's it's the Coen Brothers and um, Tarantino, I think, who can build a scene up. And Tarantino's scene always ends in violence. And Coen Brothers scenes sometimes do, sometimes don't. So I think that's cool. But like, how about the scene with Woody, Woody Harrelson sitting across from Anton? Oh. And when is he going to blast him? When's he not? Um, I thought the uh, dude, the kill list Harrelson, that Anton Harrelson racks up was is so insane. good in that moment, too, because I I thought it, the acting of mm-hmm. him trying to act tough. But like you could tell he was so scared was so good. So I'm not trying to rip this movie. Like, okay, here's no, my... No, no, no. We don't think... Here's I, my honest take. I don't take. think anybody think, thinks yeah. that you're ripping the movie. This is my honest take. I was disappointed by the movie because I thought it was going to be like a 98. Well, and then, and then like, kind of the way it ends. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a 98, yeah. and it wasn't a 98. Okay. It was like an 89 or a 90. Um, I really liked this movie. I actually thought the acting was perfect. I thought it looked amazing. I thought um, Bardem was flawless. I thought this was the maybe my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Oh, that's cool. Um, yet I think it was probably their best movie. Um, so you gave it a what did you give it? I think I'm gonna give it a ninety. Okay. I really liked this movie, but I just I like just from what everyone I've ever met has ever said to me, I thought this movie was gonna be a ninety eight. So I think I just came into it with some unrealistic expectations sure. for the movie. Yeah, that's a bummer too because yeah. I think if you didn't come in with that, and I think you just. Or maybe open-minded about the fact that Cormac McCarthy wrote it this way, and yeah. they just they just made it 
into a movie, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be as upset. But like, I didn't find myself upset. I really or, liked or like, it. Um, like disappointed or like a little bummed. I was kind of down. like, oh, like I thought it was gonna be the best movie I've you, ever seen. You were left wanting. Yeah, but I mean, it just show, uh, the true protagonist with Tommy Lee Jones, and yeah, he didn't get as much screen time. But he was the one that lasted. And I mean, he's the he's the old man in No Country for Old. He yeah, doesn't yeah, belong no. anymore. And, it, you know, all that stuff wrong. Through. He was the bookends, too. He opened with the narration, ended with the narration, the dream of, you know, all that stuff works really, really well for me. Um, I even just the the randomness of it, like it feels more like a real story when things don't, you know, end up with a little bow tie at the end. Yeah, I think I think Eric wanted like a hell or high water ending. Where the shootout, either the hero wins, here you know, either wins or dies heroically, and that would make sense. Yeah, and this kind of left you in ambiguity yeah. in that everything carries on despite those people dying. We do know that, like, not only did Llewellyn Moss die, Anton did go and kill the wife. Like, you can't; they don't show it, but he's cleaning his feet as he leaves, oh, checking yeah. it. Oh, she blood. definitely died. So she, she died. died, but then we don't necessarily know what happened to Anton. I mean, he got in the weird car accident, paid off the kids, and took off. He died at some point, but like he, I, I, I didn't dislike this movie even a little bit. Yeah. like I liked it a lot. I mean, it was when rating wise, it's actually one of my favorite movies that we've done in the rewatch. Yeah, you just wanted more. I thought conclusion. it was going to be like an all time movie, and yeah. I think it was just a great movie. Do you think okay. like seventy percent of the way through the movie, you were like, "This is really good," and then as they like kind of wrapped up some of the storylines, that you felt let down? I found myself just being like, "I want there to be some finality to." Llewellyn mm. and Anton and Carla Jean and like yeah. I just wanted, wanted there to showdown. be I wanted there to be some yep. kind of showdown win or lose for either of them like, don't watch the road <laughs> I, I just I, I, I like I think that him just dying off screen like yeah, it, it kind of took the wind out of my sails agreed like I was just like oh man this movie was going so fucking well and like I just I'm kind of bummed that like we didn't even get to see his death like even if he would have died by other people and he would have been like damn like I wish there would have been some moment where like he had to like rethink his his choices. He yeah. died because of a woman at a pool, right? Uh, and he made one stupid mistake. Yeah. Um. I think, but I think that like in the lead up to that, like when Shigur had the tracker and he was at the hotel, and then like the he oh. went into the other room oh. of the other yeah. people and blew them away. <laughs> oh boy! And then he fig- he took the the vent off with the with the you know the quarter and he figured yeah. it out and then. Then they eventually had their shootout, and then Shigur had to like patch himself up. Oh, yeah. How about that, that Eric? Th- that was prime time. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah. That when Shigur whole... finally gets hit. Well, no, but like he had to go to the pharmacy. He blew up the car outside. He blew up the car in the he pharmacy. He stole the lidocaine. Oh, that was amazing. He did it all over plastic. He did in yeah. the tub with like I you could that, see the that whole middle part of the movie there. Like their the little... meat of it was great. Oh my totally. gosh, that that was like I their whole scene where he was running from him. In the streets. Yeah. I was like, where is he? And he kept turning around the corner and I kept expecting to see him. And I was like, dude, he's, I was like, this guy's so scary. Then he got in the truck and then the dude in the truck got lit up. Lit up. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Was the the blood on the windshield a little too much for you at that point? I just, at that point, I was like, my heart was pounding too. Dude, my heart was pounding more at the part where... He called the front desk, and you could hear the phone ringing faintly, and yeah. it just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. Mm. And then the light turned on in the hallway. And then you see uh, the foot, because yeah. he took his shoes off to yeah. be quiet, and you know he's got the canister with the air. Well, he turned the, the light off in his room, and then yeah, the yeah. light in the hall went off, too. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. But then you could see the feet underneath the door, too. Yeah, and God, he, that was cool. Uh, that was so great. So, for me, this movie's a 98 
it is what you it's funny ironic actually that you'd be like i thought it was gonna be 98 for me the ending doesn't bother me it feels that's more surprising isn't it i mean i liked it i can just tell you that with 100 certainty the coen brothers are your favorite i you think <laughs> no <laughs> no eric <laughs> i keep giving them high scores and they are i i like things that are different i like things that are uh surprising sometimes uh it's a 98 for me you gave it a 90 Ryan, where are you at, my friend? Yeah, typically, I I love this movie. I agree that the ending doesn't necessarily bother me as much as uh, as Eric seemed to. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I think the Llewellyn off-screen death really throws me every time. Every time I watch it, I'm like... You just almost don't believe it. You're it like, oh, so he close. switched clothes. He faked his Fucking death. Annoying. He's going to show up at the end. It's but like, then, no, like, Tommy Lee Jones realistic. shows up, and he's, like, slowly walking into that hotel room, and it's like, fuck, I'm back. I'm right back in it. Yeah. I'm right back into that threat level. You and know, where was he, thousand. by the way? I, that was a little confusing even because Tommy Lee Jones seemed to I think to he was in the room place. next door. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Again, yeah. Unimportant. Um, I think I think the highs of this movie outweigh some of the lows. And it's a, it's a 92 okay. for me. All right. So that helps. We'll get it going. Um, yeah. That, I mean, dude. Listen. I'm, I'm just honestly, I'm just glad that, that you guys and... Eric, especially who hasn't seen some of these movies that are some of That's my the favorites of all feature. time, is watching them. That's the I best mean, feature of the three watch is getting Eric to watch movies that he should have watched a long time ugh, ago. It's beautiful. And he's now enjoying some of the fruits he of the He gave it a 90. Yeah. That means he really liked it. I love that. I did really like it. It was one of my favorite movies of the whole three watch so far. Um, I just think I'm like, I just feel like I'm 10 points lower than you on the Coen Brothers. That's fine. That's fine. Just That's in good. general, like I like their movies, but like I just, I'm always kind of like, Man, it's almost like they're just filming life and they just found weird people. <laughs> it's crazy. Like like they just like is not yeah. that much of a story. It's like they're just like have found interesting people. It doesn't feel people. like it feels less like a movie and more like a character well, study. I, think, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Other than I didn't really enjoy Oh Brother Where Art Thou and maybe that's just personal preference. Yeah. Period piece ish type of thing. But I do think movies like Fargo and The Big Lebowski are more like Seinfeldian if that's a term mm-hmm. where like it's a story about nothing, but we're going to make it super fucking interesting. It's just like this little, you know, it's a $10,000 deal. He throws out a ringer for a ringer filled with underwear, but she was never kidnapped in the first place. Yeah. Like it's just like this kind of ridiculous tale. Whereas no country kind of goes in the other direction where like, yes, money's involved, but this shit's kind of fucking serious. Yeah. And like, there's some mean people out there and the guy that tracks down the mean people is scared of the meanest guy. Yeah, right. And that fucking raises the the threat level to, you know, a million. And yeah. he's killing people with a cow <laughs> yes, killer. I mean, how cool is that? Like what what I don't know, you know what it's called? Like pneumatic, pneumatic fucking spike thing. Just and it's crazy. also apparently really good for unlocking doors. It's like a master key for oh, every he, door in he America. He uses it everywhere. I, I I love the movie. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh what are we watching next? I I can't Blade Runner 2049. Holy fuck. I'm going to watch that, too. Are you going to watch it? I fucking love I that hope movie. you do, man. I, I love hey, that movie. I hope we're gaining a listener. You know, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that It's not a great trade-off to, to go one-third down on hosting, uh, but we'll take the listener, man. Yeah. We I'll, love you. I, well, I kind of listen. Yeah. Currently. Sometimes. Well, to, I mean, to drive up the numbers, you know. I'm yeah, like yeah, inflating. yeah. Oh, I download. Yeah, yeah. I download, yeah. I listen. Sometimes I listen, I'm like, damn, we're pretty good. This is great. And sometimes I listen, I'm like, I can't even listen to myself anymore. What am I talking about? <laughs> Exactly. All right, guys. Well, it's been real. It's been seven super real seven years. years. Wow. With our good friend Ryan signing uh, off. So oh it's God. it's been a long time. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the Nordies 
here and hopefully you've enjoyed 700 episodes. We're going to keep on trudging on with our show and lots of uh, new things and hopefully you guys will enjoy that and stick with us too. Um, but just, I mean, the main point of today is to celebrate our time together as, as friends and as podcasters and, uh, you know, seven years of, of friendship that you guys got to witness firsthand. If you guys were listening in every single week, you got to listen to us um, improve and, you know, build our friendship even more. And we've had so many fun memories and we've had so many fun experiences and uh, hopefully we will uh, get more Ryan in the future. Hopefully I'll be back with the Last of Us uh, recap. Yeah. That would be fun. With some fresh tinfoil. Ooh, that'd be fun. All right, we Ryan. We Ryan. Any, any final words? No, you, I mean, you said it all perfectly. Like, this yeah. has been so much fun. You guys have given me the gift of seven years of podcasting and your friendship. And what more could you ask for? And the friendship's forever. So I love that. And we got you into a football club, man. I know. Like, dude, we got <laughs> and you into... And one that I thought I was a good choice. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, no, is, it was it been good. You got a Champions League and Elite I, trophy. Like, it was Jesus an Christ. amazing choice, yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Nordies Podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, you guys for your listening, and uh, we'll miss you, Ryan. It's It won't be the same without you, and we just uh, we love you, and we're, we're thankful for all the times we had together. Yeah, likewise. Love you guys. Right. Love you.